0: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad You're home for all the news and expert opinion Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad
1: Here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. Hurricanes lead the Rangers 3-1 in the second period. Also in the second, Penguins and Blue Jackets 2-2. Islanders up 2-0 on the Coyotes after the first. Stars and Red Wings tied 1-1. Later, Chicago home to mini Panthers at Canucks. The Lightning play the Ducks, and the Blues take on the Tentacle Team. Oilers and Flames tomorrow at Rogers Place. 6:30 for the face-off show. Game will start at 8 here on 630, Chad. Then the Oilers are going to be in Vancouver on Tuesday as they get back into playing a normal NHL schedule. Nugent Hopkins goes on long-term injured reserve. Smith on injured reserve. Uh, won't have Hyman tomorrow. Still COVID protocol, probably not going to have Skinner available. He went into COVID protocol earlier in the week. So uh, I would expect Koskinen to be the goaltender. Once again, got a canned ham here from a, a faithful old Lister who goes by the handle oven chicken. He says, I don't think the coach has lost the room. I think the entire team is panicked due to poor goaltending. The bad goaltending leads to everyone losing confidence. Well, I look. I do think that's part of it, and, and I, I, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, earlier in the season, uh, I, I had a couple people very angry listeners, very angry at me, that uh, thinking I was too easy on Miko Koskinen. And uh, lately, as I've been talking more about the goaltender, I've had a couple very angry people telling me that why am I blaming everything on Miko Koskinen? Well, I'm not, but I do think the Oilers' goaltending as a whole has not been good enough. And as we saw last night in the first period and even parts of the second period, there is no larger eraser for mistakes in the sport of hockey than a goaltender. And I would say with the Oilers goaltenders, not only have they not been erasing enough mistakes, they have also been allowing goals that aren't of a very high quality against that other goaltenders aren't giving up. I mean, I I would argue that, Once in this last 16, in this uh, pardon me, 15. Once in this last 15 game stretch, that the Oilers have clearly had the better goaltender in a game, and I would say that was the win over uh, over Columbus. Now, sometimes a hot goalie is going to beat you. I mean, if it ends one nothing last night or two nothing, and Bobrovsky gets the shutout, well then, okay, you're not talking maybe about the Oilers goaltender, but you know, first goal, short side, he's he's all the way across, still goes in off his glove third goal yes it's Barkov shooting it but yes it's also kind of from a fairly long range for a wrist shot and it still goes in you don't usually see goaltenders allowing those types of goals uh allowing the Oilers to score those types of goals and I I think there's I mean let, let me ask this when you're watching a game are you confident when the other team's getting a shot on goal or are you cringing every single time even if it's a harmless looking shot I won't answer that question for you, but you can answer it in your own head. Uh, Lee is on the Certainty Hotline. Lee, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Thanks. Uh, how are you, by the way? Good. Good.
2: Uh, Just a quick question. I was listening to uh, TSN, uh, Craig Button, and he made something very clear and very simple. He said, uh, if Holland's telling Cates, hey, look, it's not easy finding a goaltender, he said Cates' response should be, well, guess what? I'll find a GM who can make it easy. And he made it sound very easy when he said that. Now, I know it's not going to be that easy, but moves can be made. We know they can be made. And it sounds like from what I'm hearing, Ken Holland usually doesn't make a, a fast move, but this could end up hurting the Oilers. They can miss the playoffs. And then Button basically said, if they miss the playoffs, chances are
1: Holland's gone. Well, um, I, I, I would agree with that for sure. And I think yeah. that, yeah, you're right. I mean, like the, it's the highest level of hockey and it's not, uh, it's not a let's all share orange slices in a pop league. You, you got to win, right? So the GMs are competitive with each other as well. And that's a f- now Craig Button. Um, I like Craig. He used to be a regular on Oilers. Now when I produced it, he, he cannot, um, I mean, he likes to be snappy and definite with his comments, right? <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, but it, it's like he said a couple of weeks ago, and I, and I you know, poached the clip off my buddy Jay's show. He believes that until the Oilers get more saves, it's hard to evaluate the other areas of the team. That, that maybe once you get a better goaltender, maybe some other areas of weakness don't seem as prominent. Did he, did he talk about that as well, Lee?
2: No. Well, he was he basically discussing how um, when a goalie does what they're doing right now for Edmonton, and he believes that's the biggest issue. He said it was goaltending. To him, it's always been the goaltending aspect of things. So he said Holland had made you – know, basically had a lot of time to make a move, and he hasn't. And right now, it's going to get the crunch time. So the moves are becoming more and more and more right now, right? Yeah. Um, that was kind of more what he was focusing on.
1: Yeah. Well, no, that's fair. And I and – I, Look, I I do believe the rumors that Ken Holland is looking. Like, how could you not, Lee? I mean, how could you not look? I I mean, you can't just do nothing. You know what I mean? Like, you, you have to look. You have to ask. Now... You know, I, I, we can recap the last two or three off seasons. Okay, fine. We all know how we got here, but this is the situation the Oilers are in now. So, as the GM of a team, I, I, I don't see how you can't look for one player who could possibly—not saying for sure, but who could possibly transform the outlook for the entire club. Lee, thanks a lot for calling. Appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll also welcome Drew to Inside Sports. Hi, Drew. Hey, how's it going? Good
0: good good i was just wondering if um anybody's been talking about uh like division in the room just between defense goalie forwards first line to fourth line anything like that that uh, has been going on to cause even more turmoil
1: well i haven't heard anything about that no well of course
0: not but like i've had uh, i've had buddies that have worked uh I won't say who or whatnot, but there, you in the past, there's been division in the room, right. Between the top players and and whatnot and whatnot. But either way, I'm just wondering if like there's stuff coming up that's, you know, repeating itself in history.
1: Well, I I really don't know. I mean, I, I mean, again, there's, they're saying all the right things. Um, Like, do you, do you see something specific drew that makes you think players aren't getting along? Well, just, just the, the
0: the body language on the bench when, like, yeah, yeah, you get a goal let in, but there's there's no compete after, like, two goals. There's there's no, and, like, even just Zach Cassian, like, he used to just be able to just go and punch somebody in the face, you know, but it, it, there's no compete there anymore that I'm seeing out of, like, you know, grinder players, and then, you know, Dry looks uh, just so discouraged in every uh, – time he is asked by the media about anything and it just kind of worries me about what's going on behind the scenes
1: well that's fair again I don't know I mean I think I I totally agree with you that there have been a lot of times in these last 15 games they've looked down and I mean certainly the I don't know if you listened to Rob and I last night I said when it was 3-0 the game was over Like it didn't matter. Yeah, I was
0: there, and I left at uh, the. I had my daughter, but I left after the third goal.
1: It didn't matter if it ended three nothing, six nothing, or eleven nothing. It was it was over at three nothing. Now most games would be, but you especially saw them sag. So I guess my question would you be though? Like to you to you would be, is that discouragement a sign of them not liking each other, or just a sign of like holy crap? Are we actually going to lose the for the eleventh time in the last fifteen games in regulation? You know
0: yeah yeah no definitely i know where you're coming from It just it feel, feels like old oiler problems are just creeping back into the room mm-hmm. like there was you know that, that's just my feeling and my sight from uh, like very far
1: <laughs> yeah well i hope not but i appreciate the call drew take care man uh we'll go we'll keep rolling on the certainty hotline who is it ron kellen okay ron go ahead hey reed how you doing Oh, good. Good. Is this Red Deer, Ron? Yes, it is. Thanks for calling. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you for taking my call. Just a quick, qu- just a quick comment on.
0: Uh, I like that Ken Holland is not doing like he's not gonna give to get. I I I just wonder about like uh, when Florida got Bennett. Um, is there possibilities that you know like giving up nothing? for possibilities, and I like that Ken is not actually doing a trade for the sake of a trade. Just want to hear your comment about that, about him just standing still.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, to, I'd mean, i have to go through the whole league to see if there are underperforming players with potential like uh, Bennett turned out to be going from Calgary to Florida. Um, I, I, I think I understand what you're saying, that like I do think general managers have to be patient, but I also think they have to recognize when a problem can't be glossed over any longer. Uh, So yeah, it'd be great to get a sort of reclamation project like who, like Bennett or whoever, and then maybe he becomes a, a decent player for the Oilers. But Still, I would argue that's not the element that's going to turn the Oilers' season around. Uh, I know they got shut out last night, but their main problem is still goal prevention, than goal scoring. I mean, they scored four against Ottawa, and Dry and McDavid combined for one point. That's a game you should win when you get three depth forwards and a defenseman scoring a goal. They can't prevent goals, and it was, it's a combination of defending and goaltending. Again, my argument is goaltending is one guy that can erase a lot of mistakes. So I, do, I just don't know how long he can afford to be patient. I mean, let, let's hypothetically talk about this. We're five games away from the halfway point of the season. So it's not complete crisis time. Even if the Oilers go two and three in their next five games, they're going to be 19, 19, and two at the halfway point of the season. That's not a, that's not a playoff pace. So even if they start playing 500 hockey, they are now that that will not be good enough to get them into the playoffs. So Ken Holland has to look at that and say, I need a team that needs to play probably at least 600 hockey the rest of the way. Who would, what position would be a bigger help than any other position to do that? And I think would be the goaltender. So yes like I don't think Ken Holland is a dumb man do I like all his work here in Edmonton well no I don't that comes with the territory of, of being an NHL GM but I like I don't think I don't know if he can wait until game 60 to pull the trigger on a trade because if if it game if it game 60 the team is 27 27 and 6 it's probably too late we have uh Peter up next on the certainty hotline Peter you're on with Reed thanks a lot for calling hello Reed how you doing Quite well. Um,
3: I I feel the Oilers are like a beer league hockey team. They they have no desire to hit anybody. They all they want to do is try to poke check the puck off a guy, and then go up the ice with it. Like Darnell Nurse, like last night Markov his that third goal. He just cut in the middle and shot and scored, and and nobody touched him. No, the other teams are not scared to come in and play the Oilers because. It's a a beer league hockey game.
1: You know what I think, Peter? I I think over these 15 games, the Oilers have become a very hesitant team. And I think that is, to me, that's the theme of what you're saying. I think they've become a hesitant team because the losses have piled up. The confidence has waned. I mean, I bet you if you counted how many missed passes there were last night, That should have been completed. I bet you the Oilers were double the Florida Panthers, like going through the neutral zone, short little passes, not hitting a guy in stride, not smoothly taking the puck off the boards and getting it going up ice. And I think that pertains, and that I think that hurts them defensively as well because they're like, well, wait a minute, should I? Oh, do I go to? Do I? And then it's too late. I think they've become a hesitant team over the course of this slump, quite frankly.
3: When was the last time you seen? Somebody hits somebody in center ice like Tom Wilson hits for the Washington Capitals.
1: The best open ice hitter the Oilers had in my tenure doing the games is Matt Benning. and He plays for Nashville.
3: Yeah. And, you know, but he, I don't know, like they, the other teams just skate, skate, they can skate, they can go in and they like, he's so busy trying to poke, check that puck or, you know, and like, and then I don't know who one of like they did a one of the goals last night was a given goal. The guy went up high like towards the the blue line. He passed it. The guy turned instead of staying with him and and taking a piece of him. He turned to and then the pass come back. Boom! It was in our net.
1: Well, the second the goal, Oilers- yeah, Fogle and Stud were both skating away from the guy who scored. Yeah, yeah Peter, they, I gotta run. Play- Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, Peter. Sorry to cut you a little short there. Still got a couple of folks who uh, want to check in here, Fred and Todd. I got to get in a commercial. Pat Steinberg's going to help us preview the game tomorrow as well.
3: Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630.
1: Mike Smith on injured reserve today. The Nuge on long-term injured reserve. Seth Griffith called up from the minors and put on the taxi squad. He's played one game with the Oilers this season. That was the Uh, win in Seattle back in early December. Kellen, uh, got a couple of canned hams for me? We do, and Vic uh, sends in his canned
4: canned ham tonight uh, saying, I remember us chatting, and I said playoffs are made in October. Uh, You replied, except for the really bad January the Oilers had, you were very right. So, there you go. uh, And we'll go to Frank in Edmonton. I just lost the text, and it just came back. All right, you see, he, he still fakes that the biggest problem with the Oilers is two superstars. Eight plus twelve equals twenty million of the eighty-five point one million dollar cap. That is the cost of most first and second lines.
1: Uh, I would say to that, I understand. Sorry, what was that person's name? Frank. Frank, I would say I understand what you're saying. I would also say go look at the Toronto Maple Leaf salary cap structure and uh, tell me if it's still not possible to have some really high-play p- players and still have a good team. We will go to Todd on the Certainty hotline. Hello, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Well, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm okay. Um,
4: I think your point about the Oilers becoming super president's is a great one. Uh, I think the confidence is just completely shot When they started like gangbusters, um, we knew they weren't that good. We wanted to believe they were, but we knew they weren't that good. The stretch they're on, we know they're not this bad. They're somewhere in the middle. Um, They just need to win desperately. I'd just like to say that the the number one struggle with this team, though, is they don't have an identity. They're not well built. Uh, Their bottom six, you you look at a team that has one or two really good lines that were successful, the Bruins managed to do it for a lot of years. But their third and fourth lines had roles. They bought into those roles, and they played like hell. And the Oilers don't get that buy-in from their bottom six. They're small. They're not particularly fast. And we look at a guy like Cass, and he, just, he, he seems lost, which is unfortunate. Um, and the, the other point I'd like to make is I think it's really a topsy-turvy world where we have fans that are happy when the GM isn't pulling a trigger or, or sitting on his hands. Uh, Steve Tambolini did that for a few years, and it drove everybody insane. <laughs> there were <laughs> glaring holes. There were glaring holes on the roster, and he just sat on his hands. And so uh, I, I, I'm I, scared to death that Holland's going to make a move because I haven't been particularly pleased with what he's done. But if he thinks the answer's in the room, I, I just don't see what he's seeing. And then uh, I guess one final point is I, I just – goaltending and how they teach it nowadays drives me bananas. Uh, I forget which I forget which goal it was. I forget which goal it was, but Koskinen when he slides across, he's on his knees. He slides across, he gets up, and then goes down and then gets beat high blocker. And I don't understand. I know everybody plays butterfly and it's how they're taught. I ju- it just drives me nuts because it seems like it's a lot of work to get out of the way. And I wish they could. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Like, it's been years since the Marty. Well, no, I've, asked,
1: uh, I've asked goalies about that, and those uh, when a guy scores from the goal line over the shoulder, and the goalies down on like Talbot got beat that way. If you you see a few around the league, and the goalies have it, said you're you're playing the odds that most it, times he won't hit that spot. But I'm exactly.
4: Like, oh, okay. it, is, it is it is bizarre. Like, and and you know, guys, obviously they do. They do scouting on everybody. They know where to shoot. They know high percentage places to shoot in every goalie. You would think that the goalies after these years would start to kind of change how they play because it seems like so many goals, and it's not just Koskinen, this is league-wide, so many goals go high, high corners when goalies go down and butterfly. You'd think they'd start to sort of try and teach that sort of hybrid style that Broder played for years where he kinda of had one knee on the ground and sort of covered that whole post. It's just bizarre and it drives me nuts. But that's just that's I mean they're taking but like I say, they need they need a win, man.
1: <laughs> All right. Have a pint on me, buddy. All right, thank you. And uh, we'll wrap up the uh, caller session here with uh, Fred. Fred, thanks for calling. you got uh, 52 and a half seconds.
5: Holy smokes, I better be quick here. Well, Go. what happened in 2019? What place was St. Louis in January? Last place in the league. What happened in 2019? They went on to win the Stanley Cup with a rookie goaltender named Jordan Bennington. And you know what I'd do tomorrow night? I wouldn't start Koskinen. and put the Russian rookie in there. Why not? Oh, Give him okay. a go. who would have All right. <laughs> uh, and one other quick point here. Uh, this relates to the thoroughbreds horse racing. Well, they can't run every two, three weeks. They've got to run every day. And I think the Oilers playing 50 games in, what, 100 days will be great for McDavid and Drysaddle. They're thoroughbreds. They've got to be out there lots, not just once every two, three weeks. And you know what? Sick of the negativity of a lot of people in the city right now with the Oilers it's not over there's still over half a season why can't they get into the playoffs reed why not
1: all right thank you fred that is fred on the certainty hotline professional grade building materials it has been a tough go for the oilers Uh, quite frankly it hasn't been a very good goal for the flames lately either so we'll dive into that with my buddy pat steinberg from Sportsnet 960 in calgary and i'm really looking forward to catching up with a 2015 Grey cup champion here in edmonton he's now the strength and conditioning coach for the las vegas raiders the anthony batiste is going to be on the show